0: Siragusa, sponsored by Carnation, airing live on the United Public Radio Network on 105.3 FM in New Orleans. This show's entrance has been edited, produced, and directed by Gwen Clapper from Perfect Trust Productions, LLC. You can find us at perfecttrustproductions.com. One and welcome to Monday night segment of Voice Like Planet Radio with myself, your host Teresa, and Philip host Teresa. to is Morgan than- Cui than- than- from the International Public Radio and the United Paranormal Radio Network on 105.5 FM from New Orleans. This evening show is fully sponsored by Foundation. So we want to thank them for this sponsor, We love them. Order practice, please go over to our YouTube channel, USL Chronicle Radio, or if you come back to our public radio, you can also go to SoundCloud and Podbean, also go over to our group, Reports by Chronicles Radio, and then if you haven't, you have a it, for our guests, please ask, tonight, you know, guys, we have an amazing, an amazing guest, so please welcome Mark is an author and has to success with Einstein's unified field theory. I think he's hearing about it when he was 10. He worked for many years in the high tech industry, competing for IBM. In he he discuss how the applications of Einstein's theory can be used to travel through space and the connection to the series including your flu, and the alien technology that they use, as well as topics, such as your past
1: series.
0: And so you are going to have a great
1: Looking Look forward to it. So please welcome him to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, guys, for having me on. Looking forward to an interesting discussion tonight. Yes. Most definitely.
2: Yes, definitely. So, um, Mark, how did you get started, and what, what brought you into this world of research, and how did you first get so excited about the Einstein's Unified Field Theory?
1: Well, it started when I was very young, 10 years old, and going to catechism classes. I uh, I uh, was Well, the whole class was asked by the nuns that were teaching the class to find a saint born on our birthday. I went home, 1965, no internet. Not really very easy to find somebody born on your birthday. (laughs) They didn't put out books like that then. Um, So I asked my parents, and uh, they didn't know of any saints born then. And then I went over to the calendar, and I saw Albert Einstein's name on my birthday, March 14th, Pi Day, And uh, I looked him up in Encyclopedia Britannica and just fell in love with the guy and all his theories, especially the unified field theory. And then it proceeded on. I started reading a lot about science in general and eventually got into UFOs and was realizing that the UFOs use some sort of a bias drive. I didn't call it by that name then, but I, I realized there was some sort of force field going out around the, the craft, and I thought, well, if they figured this out, they figured out the unified field theory. So I, I added to my studies the studies of UFOs and, and, and that sort of thing, and that kind of got me into the whole physics thing even deeper. Uh, and then the next 45 years, I continued to research, read about uh, Einstein and Maxwell and, uh, uh, oh gosh, Newton and Faraday, and all these guys. And they all had a key piece uh, that contributed to my theory of super relativity, which is really basically an extension of, of general and special relativity. So that's how I got into the whole thing. Wow. wow.
3: What's your thoughts on UFOs? Have you ever seen one? Are you a firm believer?
1: Yes. Um, and I have seen them. Uh, the first time I think I officially saw some was when I was living in uh, Miami and we were all standing by the pool one night. In Miami, the sky at night in the summertime, you don't see many stars. Uh, uh, you're lucky if you see the moon. Uh, <laughs> it's that much light pollution. But on this particular night, there were like seven very bright orange-colored objects kind of floating up and down relative to each other in a kind of a staggered kind of formation, vertical. And they were just bobbing up and down very slowly. And uh, then suddenly, the top one went, and the next one, and they all went straight up out in the outer space, and they were gone. And next day, there was a big... uh, article in the miami herald about it and uh, thousands of people saw the ufos and that was my first time Uh, the next time really i had a good close look is right here at my home i got up at three in the morning i was going to get something to drink and i was looking at the refrigerator and noticed all these red and green lights flashing i says wow the cops must have uh, stopped somebody in front of the house so I turned around to look, and it was over the lake. There was this oblong-shaped object, and I got very excited. And I went into the bedroom, got my wife up, who was a big non-believer, and uh, to this day she won't talk about it. But I brought her in there and I made her look at it. And I says, "Now, what do you think that is? Do you think it's an airplane?" It's making no noise. A helicopter, no noise, no sounds. Just floating slowly back and forth, right in front of our house, over the lake, and um, she was just frightened by it. And to this day, still won't talk about it that much. But
3: um, well, so let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. I am a believer in UFOs. How do you know um, it wasn't the government? With these, maybe they'd have drones or, or something back in the day that you know we didn't even know about. How do we know that it was something otherworldly?
1: Uh, that's a good question. I think, in general, the UFO phenomena, since going back to when we first started seeing them officially in the mid '40s or so, uh, back then you you could be guaranteed. Those UFOs were from outer space, extraterrestrials. Nowadays, I strongly suspect we have our own, maybe starting as early as in the 1970s. And uh, I have been, since I've been doing these shows, I have been contacted by people who have seen UFOs in the 1970s. They wish to remain anonymous, so I won't give you their name, because they're frightened of uh, being... uh, attacked by the government or whatever. And so uh, they told, or this person told me a story. He proved his uh, identification. He, he sent me papers saying what he did and what he, you know, he is a professional. And uh, he told me of a night when he and his friend in the desert saw a UFO and they got so close to it, they could touch it. and wow. they saw the, And they saw the mark. It was just a very small one about the size of a Volkswagen, and they saw the markings on it. And those markings said, U.S. Air Force Experimental. So I know for sure we have them since at least the 70s. We've reversed engineer. So nowadays, there's a big question. Are they ours? Or are they, uh, you know, some reversed engineer thing that we put together? Or are they some alien craft from, who knows where, which virtually I'm sure are, we've been visited by hundreds of different planet planetary systems over the years, maybe thousands, because this has been going on, I'm sure, for tens of thousands of years. So, so the answer to the question is, um, it's hard to say who they are, but yeah. if they have no engine, no rocket, no engine, no jet engine, no turboprops, nothing like that, and they're zipping around, and they're moving fast, and they make no sonic boom. There's some kind of UFO, advanced technology that's using a spatial bias drive.
3: Do you think anyone's driving them? Well, they're, they're like drones themselves. That something else is uh, occupying them, but not, there, not inside of them, for example.
1: I think for the most part, they're occupied. Now, it's, if, if I were running the space program, uh, and I think for a lot of other planets, I think they would send drones first to go to down to the planet, you know, because there's millions and millions of planets just in our galaxy. So it's it would pay off to go, hey, send out a thousand drones to the thousand nearest stars, and uh, and these drones go faster than the speed of light, or this isn't going to work. So they're using what I call the slip wave technology, which is the entry level uh, UFO technology that I propose in my book and that I'm doing experiments on now. So you send out these drones first. They make measurements. They see if there's an atmosphere, if there's any life. They report back at beyond the speed of light coming back. So. This is efficient system that you can go and then pick out the planets you want to go to uh, that have life on it. There's something interesting somewhere Mm -hmm. where you can colonize or whatever you want to do. So that's the way I would do it. And I think that's probably the way, you know, this is speculation, but it's reasonable uh, to assume that for the most part, they start out sending drones, but... Once they know you're here, you know, it's probably pretty uh, common thing that most of the time they're going to send um, the real deal with people on board. And one of the ways you, I guess you could tell, if they're very small, odds are that's a drone.
3: You know, the biggest controversy, again, I'm a believer, so I want to put it out there. But I always, I get asked myself and everybody has the question, well, how come they just don't appear in New York city or the white house lawn? And are we to believe that they're so intelligent and yet they have a deal with our government and other governments around the world that they cannot reveal themselves in such a way because we can't uh, comprehend it. You know, there's, there's the part that we all get lost because if you have that kind of intelligence, I don't think you're going to care. Um, what's your thoughts
1: on that? I've given that a a lot of thought, and from you know, I've interviewed people who have claimed that they've had alien contact and such, and it's been a pretty consistent answer on their part is that we're not ready yet as a global community, and that it might cause panic. It, it really depends a lot on how we how they're introduced. If they show up in mass and fill the skies with ships and they're all going around, people are going to panic. If they go down onto the White House lawn and, you know, the White House, come, you know, the president comes out and greets them and shakes hand, oh, that's not going to be too scary. I think they could handle that. But um, there's a lot of stuff going around in the background. Uh, our government, I'm sure, wants to keep it secret. Uh, the, the existence of aliens and their, the technology is the highest secret this government has. So they're in no hurry to disclose anything. If somebody did land on the White House lawn, you could pretty much bet that they would seal off the area, ban all videos, and not allow anybody to know what's going on. Uh, this is the way they kind of operate when they find crashed uh, UFOs. They seal the area off. Nobody gives views or anything. They clean the whole site up to the last spec, move everything out undercover, and nobody knows a thing.
3: So, in so- essence, the government knows. And, you know, everything that's coming out in the last two years where they, they, say that they can't, in all the news channels, they can't identify it, it's unexplained. So then we're being lied to, according to what you're saying, plain and simple, we're being lied to. Because if yeah. they do know, they're not going to come forward and say, this yeah. is what we have, we reversed engineered it. I'm not saying that at all. In fact, they're saying the opposite, that we don't even think it's from another planet, we don't know what it is. Now, I, I personally believe that these are um, from somewhere far away and I always come to the question of does the government know or they don't know I mean are they just playing that stupid what do you think that's what they don't
1: well uh, it's hard to contest it well when they come out and say well I don't know what that is do you you can't tell you're looking at it on this radar <laughs> we have no idea what that is and of course in my opinion that's a lie and, and they're going to keep this a secret as as mm-hmm. long as they can because this yeah. technology gives them um, a strategic military advantage, and they don't want to give that up. So, Which is
3: understandable. But then again, are we the only country that has one of these? Does Russia have one? Does China have one?
1: Well, lately I'm hearing that there's an agreement between us and some of our other countries and I, I don't know to what extent this is or or, or whatever how much cop cooperation there we, we're they're getting between each other uh i i have a feeling you know you could call it a cabal some sort of a world government thing going on there may be more of that going on much more than i know about and can really uh notice uh but I, I'm, I'm telling you, the media, they have people in the media all over this country. And they're told, if you do have some UFO sighting, you cut to something else. You don't show it. And that's exactly what MDC did once when they had somebody on there that produced the UFO. And they said, we can't show this. They cut the camera and went to something else. Yeah. So they, they're in on it uh to, Yeah, so this is going to be a real hard sell to get this out there uh to the to the public.
2: I, I have a question. Um do you think that the reason that we haven't had a complete disclosure is because of the church or do you think that this is due to you know the military and what they see and you know what they see what, what how they control the sky?
1: Well, the church seems to be involved. The Catholic Church, the Pope—they mm-hmm. have their own science department, and um, they, there's rumors flying around that that they have had access to a time machine-type portal thing uh, that's coming out and being discussed now. And they they do have um, they do have something of uh, they're involved in this. Because if it is proven beyond any shadow of a doubt that aliens exist, then they have to fit that into the religious scheme somehow, because, gee, that was never mentioned before. Mm -hmm. And how do we go back and fix the Mm -hmm. Bible and all this Mm -hmm. stuff to account for? We're not the center of the universe. We're not the center of the soul. We're not the center of anything. And (laughs) that's, Millions upon millions of other life forms And they count just as much as we do They're important beings just like we are And that's, that's got to be explained somehow And, and fit. Uh, hopefully they're working on something But someday, sooner or later The cat's going to get out of the bag And it's going to wow. become obvious to the world We're not alone
3: that's yeah. so true. What you said, I mean, people that at that point, religion there's a toss-up now. What you were taught, what to believe, and yeah, it causes well, chaos. And then they, you know, then people don't believe in
1: the government, and
3: mm-hmm.
0: which,
1: well, they want is that good. centralized government idea. They're really big on that. Uh, we Earthlings, at least some of us, uh, uh, but it. The aliens they're universalists they they believe in a universal God, not just for mm-hmm. us and and that's kind of where I'm at over the years. I'm a theist, I believe in intelligent design, so i I just not talking about you know evolution and not evolution. the whole thing is intelligently intelligently designed. I'm talking about the entire Universe, right down to the very last atom, is uh, put forth, and, and and there are people who are having NDEs who are coming back and confirming that from God, and I can give you one. He's on my site, Father Rick Wendell. This is a quote from from God that is speaking to him while he's having his near death experience, and he says. All of this three-dimensional world is within God. There is nothing outside of God. Everything within this physical universe has to correspond to laws, and God set those laws. They are immutable as God is immutable. None of this, what we see and experience, is an accident, is intentioned by God. And that fits the theory of super relativity perfectly i completely agree with that and there's others that are saying the exact same thing the evidence is out there it's just going to be really hard for mainstream science to accept that religion and science need to be merged that's true yeah then who created the universal god god is eternal so that's a concept that you know Us finite beings have a hard time dealing with. He was always here. I still struggle with that. I keep thinking to myself, there was no beginning. (laughs) It was always here. And, And that space is really, what I've come to the conclusion now is that we are living this reality. This physical reality is a shared dream inside the mind of God. Now, others want to call this some other kind of a matrix or any of these other fancy names. basically kind of the same thing. We're in a shared dream that we are in a physical form. We're in the human avatar mode. Uh, If you're born here on this planet, you're born on another planet. That's a different avatar. Uh, And those avatars, the physical thing affects your thinking when you're born your consciousness. So there's a mixture there, and you go through in a life experience. Your life experience is a gift from God given to you so that you can have all these experiences, all these limitations of pleasure and suffering and all in between everything. And what you do when you return is you give that gift back. You return it to God. So that and you have your life experience and that becomes part of the Keshe records and a part of the eternal experience that God is getting through all beings. They're all funneling back in, returning, giving out their experiences, still existing as individuals there in the afterlife or the forelife, which we, we should realize is the way things are really going. You... Us humans, <laughs> uh, our souls, our consciousness, have been around a long time. I don't know if we are eternal in the sense that we always were. We may have been created, but we are eternal now. There is no death. Uh, of course, there's physical death, but there's no conscious spiritual uh, death. Once you, you you leave your body, you go back to heaven, you... you Debriefed, so to speak, uh, you go about classes and do things of that nature. Is what I'm hearing from the best psychics in the world that I have talked to, and I've talked to many mediums. And the the evidence is overwhelmingly in favor. There is a God. The God has always been here, always will be here, and 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 we should we should be teaching this like in the first grade when kids come to school, learn where you, you actually came from heaven. I know you can't remember because there's a process where your memories are stripped before, as you're being born, that's by design, the way it works. And now you come here and you have to remember what you came in this life to do. And I've, I've seen from uh, one NDE experiencer who went through a training period And was given access to the whole pre-birth situation where he sees how people go through training before they come to Earth or any other planet. But Earth in particular, because this is an incredibly difficult planet to be born into. There is a lot of problems here. And it's got to do with our type, our human we're, we have a lot of emotions, and they can get out of control and affect our thinking in very either positive ways or very negative ways. And, you know, we're warring with each other, and it's a lot of destruction and hate and anger uh, here. And we've forgotten the golden rule, the one commandment that God sent to us. Do you guys know what that commandment is? What is it? Enlighten us. Love one another. If you do that, if we do that, all problems get fixed because you're always doing things from an angle, from a position and perspective of love. So you would never say or do anything to hurt anyone else because you love them. So if that were the whole setup through governments, through local organizations, through uh, all the races and religions... Having mutual respect and love for one another, all problems evaporate. And we have a society that's free and at peace. But you know, it's not so easy do. to do.
2: I wish the world could just work that way. No,
1: well, that's true. It's what he's r- saying r- it It's true. true. It's
3: but r- that r- goes r- with r- everything like, you know, the chaos with humans, the chaos with even animals yeah. that fight each other and kill each other. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of like, um, yeah. This,
1: this system was designed to be difficult, like that. Yes, that's that's not an accident, and <laughs> it's designed to be hard. I remember one lady yelling at God, <laughs> trying to argue with him, and that he's sending her back, and she doesn't want to come back. And, and she complains to him and says, "It's hard here." And then God says, in a bellowing voice, she says, "Shook the whole universe." He says, "It's supposed to be." Yeah, it's the way it is. So you're you're born here with a uh, a hand of cards. You play that hand as best you can you play those cards and and you know you're given certain gifts and and certain deficiencies and you you just have to to play that out and and see how it goes. It's
3: true. Like Kenny Rogers song.
1: Oh, you have yeah. to know that a whole Right. Know, right. Of- yeah. I mean you can win with a pair of deuces just bluff. That's playing the hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey um do you think aliens do walk amongst us and we just don't know it oh, good
1: question <sighs> well if they look enough a lot you know like us i su- yeah i suppose um i don't think that's an impossibility and i've heard stories of people claiming yeah uh, at dinner parties and such these people introduced themselves and th- yeah they looked a little different but they still looked human and uh Apparently there are some that are here. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going around and, and, you know, I, I try to just to keep an open mind and say, what if this is true? What does this mean? You know, instead of just saying, Oh, that's crazy. I'm not going to listen to it. Uh, I try not to block out. I just keep an open mind and I, I say, well, they, they might be making this up. They could be telling a, a story here, but, uh, Let's just keep it in the memory and maybe it'll come in handy someday. I might be able to refer
2: we live to in a that. World where we have to have an open mind about everything.
1: I mean, think about
3: it. We're on a rock in the middle of nowhere in the universe. A rock. That's what we got when you really look at us. We're a tiny little thing. And I think that we're the only ones. You have to be uh, you know, not having an open mind and clueless. Yeah. You know? There's just so much out there. I do believe in aliens and UFOs and into interdimensional beings. And not because people tell me to believe or because I listen to anybody, mm-hmm. but because I've had my own experiences that are unexplainable. And I still question it at 54 years old, how, you know, the possibilities, but then I go back to, I remember in the eighties. I have a friend and his father was this big attorney in New York. And he had these books in his house in Staten Island on UFOs and, he was talking about magnetics and how these things were being pulled through for gravitational force. They have a way of technology that we don't even understand. And um, I was a teenager at the time, and I was like, that's impressive to even think like that. And, and, I, and today's day and age, I kind of think, like, well, that just makes sense. It just makes sense. Magnetics. There's, a, there's something that we don't have and a fashion where these things can go so quick in the water, out of the water. They just zigzag, uh, you know, and um, yeah. again, I'm a firm believer. And there's things up there we can't explain. Some of them is on um, military that mm-hmm. we have things and other things are just other things that, um, you know, these encounters with people have been abducted. Well, it's everyone's just, not crazy.
2: No, There's, um, there's, too there's, many cases. there's, there's
3: stories out there Wait, that are impressive. You're right. and, you know, you know. I, I, I would love to hope that one day the government will come forward and clean yeah. and people would accept it is what it is. This is real. Uh, we're not alone. And, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, now they say NASA's involved. But like you said earlier in the show, that they already know. The government already knows mm-hmm. what's going on. And I believe you. We have yeah. satellites. I mean, come on. We're picking these things up. We're yeah. just they're not showing everything. Like yeah. a few weeks ago on, on the uh, – they're trying to do the briefing on the news and there's the classified information and then we don't know about the unclassified information behind closed doors and they've shown you part of a ufo but not and then the uh yeah jeremy Corbell says well they're not showing you everything because we know everything we've seen the videos mm-hmm. so they're not putting it all out there in the public side these things are real and um so then you aliens do have emotions according to what some because if they're not going to show up when they want to at any point in time then they have thought process of emotions how we would take it well because frankly if you have that technology right you're way far advanced than we'll ever be you know in this lifetime then um you're probably thinking about how we're going to rationalize with what you really are and um I don't believe our government controls that end of them saying, well, you can't do this and can't do that because they're so far advanced, you know, that. Are there deals made? Maybe. Some people believe that the Galactic Federation and the governments have deals that are made that have always been in stone. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess
1: there's truth to that as well.
2: What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, the, the problem that makes all of this so confusing is there's so many people other aliens were if it was just one type or one, well, this could be easier to box in and and know a lot more about but then some people will talk about the greys the other people will talk about the reptilians the other people will talk about the palladians that holy cow you know, <laughs> how many rules these guys have this set of this federation. there's more than one federation by the way um <laughs> so again,
2: that
0: just leaves
1: us
2: with more questions, right? Yeah, us, more it's questions. Just
1: like this hodgepodge of information we're trying to go through and make some sense out of when we're only given, you know, just chunks of information from this people and that people. And then we got the disinformation bureau throwing yeah. out their yeah. stuff yeah. to further confuse the issue. So, basically, the, the government still really has us where where they want us. Yeah. We're going on all these shows, and we're talking about what do you think, and what is this, and what... Well, what we think and what we know are probably two very different things. Yeah. So, I've kind of moved beyond. I'm kind of like you. Okay, you know what? I know they exist. Yes. Mathematically, let's face it, you know... Uh, uh, sensibly, logically, this universe is way too big to not have other beings, and and we're pretty much the new guys on the block. <laughs> we're just out of the Stone Age a few hundred years. <laughs> we, we, we know hardly anything, and unfortunately, our government, this government, is going to keep it that way as long as they can. You know, we're yeah. still going to be running around trying to see who wins American Idol, or you know, who's going to win the super bowl that's yeah. they got us right where they want us it's and, true. and we're stumbling in the dark and most people are not even thinking about this you know we're right. in another class here thinking and talking about this because the metaphysics of this universe all this what's real what's happening what the hell is going on excuse me I got it didn't mean that um what the heck is going on is is all a part of um, the problem. And, and we're all kind of just kind of feeling our way around and trying to figure it out. Well, that's why I'm kind of on this show and these other shows to try to establish this. I'm about bringing anti-gravity technology into this world. If we do it, there is great benefits to mankind. And we'll also be able to to on our own contact other worlds because if we can break the light speed barrier which i know how to do and you, you're right your, your uncle was it who brought up the magnetics thing oh my friend's dad back in the 80s dad, was, well
3: guess what? he had a book he written his own he didn't publish it but he had word for word how it was
1: done He's exactly right. It has everything to do with magnetics. You see, this universe is not as complicated as it seems to be. There's really only three forces in the universe the electrostatic field, which is a twist of space, a torsion field. Uh, The torsion field, the charge, the Coulomb force, it's all the same thing, has motion because of its structure. That's what Einstein was working on. He he says in his general unified field theory paper, he says, in the last two sentences, and I I looked for this because I'm looking for the same equation. Nevertheless, I'm still far away from claiming the physical validity of equations I derived. The reason for that is I did not succeed in deriving the equations of motion for particles yet. That's the key. So what I'm saying is the electrostatic charge, like in the electron or any, any, any particle, they all have electrostatic charge, causes motion. And it's caused by a pressure gradient that's inside of the particle. So it has a velocity, a motion in a direction. And once that happens, once that charge moves, the second force comes into existence, the magnetic field, which goes around and is a torsional reaction to the moving charge. Now we're 2 thirds of the way to the unified field theory. The final thing was to link gravity to this motion of particles. And I found that the solution to that is the super relativity gravity explanation is quite simple. Gravity is caused by the accelerated motion of fundamental unbalanced charges, when charges move in this way, they cause the space in and around the particle to contract. Gravity is a contraction of the spatial medium. So the electrostatic force field is a twist of the medium. The medium is the ether. So, to define what we're all working on here, why I'm bringing up these three forces is Einstein believed this electromagnetism and gravity emerge as aspects of a single fundamental field. That's the unified field theory in one sentence. The, the field was the ether or space itself, another name for the same thing. And so these particles exist within this solid, quasi-elastic solid, this ether medium. And so in order to get to anti-gravity, you have to use particles that are moving through space like this, like the electron, in a wire, to make a magnetic field so that the magnetic field is going in one end and going out the other end, turning around and stretching space. The stretching of space because of this distortion, this bending of it with the magnetic field causes space to stretch. It expands, and that's the anti-gravity field. Wow. Wow. It's, It's just that simple. So that if you use big, powerful magnets, and I won't tell you the other ingredient yet, because I'm still working on it. And when that experiment is done, we can talk about that, the results of that. But when you put these two things together, magnetism and this other thing, you're going to get the anti-gravity field. Mm. And then things are going to get interesting. Because if I could succeed in making this known, to the world Then people like Sanyo And, and Hitachi And <laughs> Chevy And Ford They can all start building supercars Anti-gravity cars, hovercraft Like on Star Wars wow. The People in the future Have seen this occurring um, The great psychic um, The sleeping prophet um, What's his name? Well, I always have trouble remembering his name. He's passed away now. Uh, oh, it's so frustrating when I can't think of his name. I need to write it down. Anyway, yeah, I'll later. <laughs> anyway he saw it uh, in, in some of his trances that we were driving in, in the not too distant future now, uh, maybe 30 or 40 years from now, We're zipping around in buses that are going at, you know, a thousand or so miles an hour. We're going across uh, above the surface in these kind of vehicles at at incredible speeds, like the UFOs do. Uh, The beauty of using the slip wave, which I describe in detail in my book, that uses the magnetic field to achieve this spatial bias property. is that not only can you break the light speed barrier or go any velocity you need to go very fast in the atmosphere, but it thins out the space around the craft so that the air becomes rarefied to the point. So when it's moving rapidly, it makes no noise because it's like a bubble with a a gap of almost no air at all. So it's able to go through and make no pressure wave and no sonic boom. That's why the UFOs do not make a sonic boom. The other problem that needs to be fixed, and is fixed by using this spatial bias drive, is that when you're inside, the magnetic field is, let's say, all around the ship, really powerful, hundreds of Teslas. So it's been space in, in such a configuration that one then is really turned on powerfully but the rear end is super high intensity magnetic field so you have a gradient and you shoot in that direction because of that pressure wave and you you, you need to use shielding fortunately the magnetic field can be shielded but not the gravity and the anti-gravity field so you build in in the ship to protect the inhabitants from the powerful magnetic field You can reflect the the magnetic field, and you can short it through uh, a ferrous material. So you got two shielding methods to make it safe inside. So the only thing the inhabitants of the UFOs feel is weightlessness. It's as if there's no gravity at all in there. And when they accelerate, they have no inertia. So, you know, when we're in a car and we hit the gas, we're pulled back. That's inertia. Well, when you f- that's an interaction between all the particles in your body and space. Uh, wow. Normal space. But when you pull it apart using the magnetic field, uh it becomes so rarefied and and thin uh that you don't have inertia. So they can move and not it's like they're not even moving at all. They didn't have any windows in their ship. They would have no idea that they were going 2,000 miles an hour in this direction and then suddenly went up 2,000. If you did that in a jet or attempted to do it, your bones would be crushed. Wow. You would not survive. That's how they can do it. It's the perfect system. It all makes sense. It's the way it has to be in order to achieve the kind of space travel we need. This field solves everything, and it's through high magnetics. Just as your friend's father said. Yeah. Fascinating. And you know what the best part about this is
3: we don't need gas. <laughs> right? So no. we'll
1: have
3: to put <laughs> <to laughs> the gas. Well,
1: you need too. energy and you need a lot of it. That's that's the problem obviously the aliens have solved as well.
2: We're coming,
1: yeah, I know that's that's
3: interesting.
2: We're coming to the end of the show, but I really want to get into your book. Um, where can people find your book and what inspired you to
1: to write, yeah, let's talk about your this. book. Yes, okay. Uh, I, um, oh boy, this is a whole nother. See, there's two pathways there's the one I told you about the kid and the science and everything, but then there's a the spiritual pathway. At the age of 19, I encountered a, a medium, and it was a normal reading that i had you know you're married you'll have two kids I, all of that came true right you went go into electronics that that came true all of it came true and then my friend went in he went in came out we got in a car we're driving to daytona to meet up with other buddies after this over and during that drive he said something to me that changed my life he said that's something about you mark to, uh And I I said, what are you talking about? Well, the lady told me someday you would make a great discovery. You would write a book, some sort of invention. You would be famous. And I says, wonder why she didn't tell me that. Uh, That's kind of a big thing. Why would you leave that out? And I thought about it. I thought about it. And I said, oh, because if she had said that, I'd have started asking questions. And I would have started to dig and try to find out the details so I could make it happen quick. But it wasn't something that was going to happen quick. It had I had to go through a whole bunch of life experiences. And then from that, five more psychics that I met on various reasons, <laughs> nothing to do with this book or anything, confirmed what the first one said. And, and three of them said the exact same thing. They says, in your final years, you will be a spiritual teacher.
2: I love when that happens.
1: And how did they know this? How do they know this? And then the final one I talked to told me a whole bunch of stuff, channeling, talking to Einstein. I mean, I could write a whole nother book. But what wow. went on in that one? I and love
2: when that validation happens. Though it's it's really it's great.
1: There's some evidence I got. That I give you one, very specific, so that you know that there is an afterlife, and you know that your parents and your friends. They don't really die i went to this meeting with my first wife and the medium says your mom is here and she wants to tell you that she's been in the bedroom at night sitting in the golden yellow chair that you asked her to sit in and that's exactly what i did i used to pray to her and i used to invite her to sit in the golden yellow chair in the bedroom and i used to look at her or pray to her talk I couldn't see anybody, or couldn't hear anything, but that's what I used to do. How did that lady know that detail? There's no way, unless that was really my mom telling her to confirm. That's evidence. That's rock solid evidence. There is an afterlife. We don't die, and there is a God.
2: Yes.
1: And she, if, yep, that's if, true. Um, We're at the end of the show, but I can tell you really quick,
3: I can back that up because I did have my own near-death experience in 1981. That is a fact, what you just said, and it's true. And stay tuned because we want to have the show on back. Okay, so really quick, where can people find you? Okay,
1: www.super-relativity.com That's my website, and you got a bunch of links to go to other places, YouTube page and all that other stuff there. A blog and so forth. So just go to www.super relativity.com.
2: Well, Mark, we definitely want to have you back for a continuation of this. It's Most so definitely. Much, this is a so great much show. More talk, so I can listen to you all night, honestly.
3: So much knowledge. <laughs> um, unfortunately, what a short time frame. But thank you so much for coming on Horsefly Chronicles Radio, and Julie, wrap it up.
2: Okay, guys. Well, special thank you to Mark, of course, and to Carnation for fully sponsoring the show. We love them. They've been sponsoring the show from day one. And please join us next Monday night at uh, 7 CT and 8 ESD on 105.3 FM from New Orleans. And stay tuned for trish mo with the missing
3: piece everyone have a safe great night thank you so much thank you to our guests we'll see you soon
2: thank you bye. so much mark have a great night
1: thank you bye